Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Welcome, broadcasting live from our Waltham campus here in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Hello to everyone out there on the various media platforms. Uh, we thank you for being able to tune in and worship with us as a family this morning. Um, if you will, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. It is my hopes that you are um, keeping safe during this time. I know that COVID has been very rough on us for the last year or so, but we thank God there is light, uh, light at the end of the tunnel. You know, um, the, uh, one of the things that I always hear about is the people hating the fact that they have to wear a face mask. And you know, if, uh, if you suffer from bad breath, this has not been the season for you, you know, because you have to smell your own breath and you know, it's been tough, you know. Some, some of us have to gargle like three or four times just to, to wear a face mask, but we thank God <laughs> it's almost over. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 16, it says, And he gave some as prophets, some, some as apostles, sorry, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of people, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but... Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, that is Christ, from the whole body, being fitted and held together by what, by, by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Amen? The message for today is entitled, The Ties That Bind, A Case for Grace Groups. As you've been with us for the last couple of Sundays, maybe six Sundays thereabout, then you know that we have been teaching about financial freedom. We are going to continue that series. However, today is a unique Sunday in that we are specifically addressing or officially launching, should I say, Walt Fan Grace Groups. As you know, our vision here at WalkFan is to build strong families and serve the global communities. We are a missions-based church. We pray, we send, we go, and we give. We, are all, we all come from different walks of life, but one thing we have in common is that Jesus saved us and blessed us with the Holy Spirit. We, we realize the strength of any church lies in the willingness of its people to come together under the lordship of Jesus and strive to make the kingdom of God known to the world. We recognize our facilities as tools to this end, tools to create a safe, welcoming environment to worship, to fellowship, to learn, and to grow together. Now, if you realize what I've just done, then you know that all I did was simply verbatim uh, go to About Walk Fan on our Walk Fan website and recite the uh, whole, 
vision and mission statement of WalkFam. So, and basically what we believe will be one of the most critical, essential aspects to the life of WalkFan, and that is the WalkFan Grace Groups. That was the whole purpose of me mentioning that, is to emphasize that what is going to be critical in us reaching the goals that are, are the goals that we have established as a church, and the vision, the mission statement is WalkFan Grace Groups. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I stood on the platform and I stated that it is hypocritical for us to say that we are called to build strong families and serve the global community if we as a local community are struggling to build as a family and love each other internally. One of the most recognized imageries concerning the church that Paul in his letters, uh, that Paul has written in his letters or used in his letters was the picture of the human body. Therefore, the church is viewed as a living organism, a body. When, when I think about LeBron James, one of the most incredible and brilliant basketball players of our time, LeBron James has brought three different, uh, di three different teams to the N NBA Finals. We're talking about uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, Miami Heat, and the Lakers. Every team that he has played for has had the experience of going to the finals and bringing home a championship. If I had money, I would beg the Atlanta Hawks to sign LeBron James for at least two years so that we can finally bring the champion trophy home. Now, why do I say this? I say this because LeBron James has a proven track record of elevating the athleticism of and the performance of every team that he has played on. If LeBron James is on your team, then your team plays a whole lot better and practically guaranteed to make it all the way. In order for LeBron James, a single body, to be the dominant player on the court, LeBron James, LeBron James has to make sure that he is in top shape by doing what is necessary to take care of his body. He cannot impact the community, which is the team that he is playing for, without first ensuring that his own body is in prime physical condition. This is the area of conditioning. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that if you want to use an analogy or think of analogy, think of LeBron James as the local church. We can just call him LeBron James for all nations. <laughs> LeBron James representing the local church now, his team record is representing the entire body of Christ as a whole, right? And every other team that he is competing against or that, the, that his team is competing against, um, they all have agendas of trying to be the number one champion at the end of the day. Are you following me? Y'all following this analogy? So, in other words... LeBron James or LeBron for all nations and his team, the body of Christ, their, his goal or their, our goal is trying to make sure that at the end of the day that the agenda of Christ is being proclaimed throughout the entire, uh, uh, the entire global community. So if we wanted to use the analogy, the NFL represents the global community, we are saying that one team has is trying to make sure that their agenda is advanced. Bring it back home. The local body, 
which is WalkFan, is simply operating as one physical body on a team called the Body of Christ with the agenda of advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the global community. Does that make sense? Likewise, so the question becomes, how is LeBron James conditioning his body to meet the demands and the expectations of his vision and that it's going to get his team to another championship? In other words, how is WalkFan conditioning our body to ensure that we're going to get the body of Christ, the global body of Christ as a whole, to advance the gospel and the, uh, to advance the kingdom of God? In other words, are we a health, healthy body? Are all our members receiving the nutrition of God's word and showing signs of good health? Are we relating to one another in the attitude of grace and deep care? Are we able to respond to the dis-ease within our members? How well do we know each other? And if we don't know each other, then how can we best care for one another? This is part of what we, what we talk about conditioning in order to ensure that WalkFan meets the demand of our vision to build strong families and serve the global communities. Grace Groups is the best vehicle for helping us to build a strong WalkFan family because it will help us to function in, number one, unity. If you recall in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 16, Paul emphasized our unity in Christ. One of the major themes of the book of Ephesians was addressing the issues of division and emphasizing unity. In the passage that we read in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16, the apostle Paul was talking about the different leadership ministry gifts that Christ has given to the church to ensure that one, that the holy people of God, that is you and me who have accepted Jesus Christ, are equipped to do the work of the ministry. And number two, that the build is for the building up of the body of Christ. With the, ex with the expectation that we individually and collectively attain unity of faith and come to the full knowledge of the Son of God, becoming mature in both words and deeds. In other words, the purpose of this community and the body of Christ as a whole is for us to receive the necessary tools that will help us adequately reflect Christ. We cannot do this by ourselves. We cannot do this as just individuals. We have to do this as one team. And in order to ensure that this happens is the reason for grace groups. As a church where we are striving constantly to overcome the issues of cultural division, where we are no longer identifying ourselves by our tribal or national distinctions, but submitting ourselves to the king of the king of the heavens. In comparing verses four to 14 to, to verse 15, Paul is saying that if this is done properly, we are a, we, if, if you are a community, we are not going to be acting like children. Rather, or other versions would use the, the word infants. The Greek word here is the word nephios, which denotes someone who is weak, immature, 
foolish without understanding, who are prone to going after the shiny objects and teachings that are appealing to the flesh, but that what Paul is saying is that we will actually grow in contradiction, that we will actually grow. And he describes this growth in verse 13 like that of a healthy body, going from immaturity to maturity. He says in verse 16, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as, as it part does its work. In other words, God has placed in community, God has placed in community or placed us in the community for the purpose of growth and that we, and that you will re properly reflect his son. In, in this community, you are expected to, you're not expected to just exist. You are expected to participate. The, you know, being part of the church is not a, a spectator sport. You are here, you're not here just to watch things happen. You are part of the function, just like every part of the natural body has a function. In other words, the brain, the heart, the, the kidneys, all these things work together. How many of you took, remember in, in biology class or in health class, you know, they said that the smallest unit of the human body is what? Is the, is the cell, yeah. right? And a, and a group of cells come together and they form a tissue. And a group of tissues come together and form what you call the, or, or, or the organic system. And the organic system comes together and that is the human body. In other words, every aspect of, of the body is vital. You know, in other words, if one cell doesn't play its part within the context of the tissue, then there becomes a problem or presents a problem for the entire body. If LeBron James is expected to, you know, ensure that he is taking his team to the, to the championship, then there is an expectation or that LeBron James would have that every part of his, his body is functioning in optimum condition, that is, his entire body is functioning in tip-top shape. His body has to function in unity in order to ensure that his in order to ensure that he is doing his job to meet the demands of the team grace groups is going to help us in this regard to function as a unity give you a really great example um, one of the grace groups that we have is grace uh, grace realities um, Dr. Uh, Stephen Enofio runs this class. Elder Enofio runs this class. And, and, and in this group, I'm telling you, to see the amount of growth that has taken place within this group is amazing. One of the things that you will see is that there is unity in the class. There's unity within this group. When someone is sick, the entire group comes together and prays for that person that may be sick. If there's lessons to be taught, the entire group comes together and, and each person plays their part in teaching that lesson. Grace, Re grace Realities is an example of a grace group that is functioning and functioning well, ensuring that there is unity. And just like grace groups will help us become a stronger, unified body, grace groups will also help us become 
not just better in unity, but also in maturity. Amen? Let me give you some statistics concerning small groups. And this is according to Lifeway Research in an article entitled Cultural Change, Recognize the Value of Small Groups. And listen to this. 63% of regular group attenders say that they intentionally spend time with other believers in order to help them grow in their faith. 63%. Only 22% of those who do not attend or participate in a group say the same thing. In other words, you see a 40% difference. 73% of group attenders say that they are intentionally putting their spiritual gifts to use, serving God and others compared to 42% of non-group attenders. Let me, let me bring this home for us. Grace groups, if you are participating in a grace group at WalkFan, then there is an assurity that 60% of those who attend these grace groups will spend more time with other believers in order to ensure that other believers, including themselves, are growing in faith. 73% of those who will be attending grace group will intentionally be using or putting to good use their spiritual gifts, serving God and serving others, compared to 42% of those who say that I don't need to attend grace groups. Does that make sense? Check this out. Churchgoers who belong to a group or are more likely to go to church at least four times a month that's 79%, and read the Bible daily, 28%. Let me bring it home to Walt Fan. <laughs> if you are participating in the Walt Fan Greatness Group, you are four, you are four times, you are at least four times, I'm sorry, you are at least more likely to go to church and attend, uh, go to church at least four times a month 79%. In other words, your, ten, your church attendance increases because you are participating in Waltham Grace Group. Not only is your church participation increasing, your Bible study increases. I don't know about you, how many of you want to be able to study the Bible a lot more in 2021? That's me. I want to study, and I read the Bible a lot, but for me, my goal is to read the Bible more this year than I've read last year's, last year, and Grace Group is going to help make that happen for a lot of us. Being in a group also impacts people's daily lives. Group members feel closer to God by 69%. Understand the Bible better, 74%. Trust God more, 66%, and become more loving in their relationships, 48%. In other words, there is an improvement in every aspect of your life, both spiritually and socially, as a result of being a part of a group. 
at your church, and specifically in this church, being a part of Waltham Grace Groups. Many of us will experience perfection in our marriages. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Many of us will experience perfections in our marriage because we will get great insight from other married couples whose marriages are successful. Some of us singles will appreciate singlehood. Can I get an amen? Oh, singles, come on. <laughs> you know, singlehood is not a bad thing if done right. But... Many of the singles will experience um, singlehood on a whole nother level where you, can, where you begin to appreciate the, th appreciate the things that God is doing in your life and glorify God more by engaging with other singles in grace groups that are committed to the walk, to, uh, who are committed to walking the walk. Listen, people, if, if you are serious about your relationship with God, and your commitment to growth and building strong families and then being and then being a, then being a part of grace groups is vital there are people who hop from church to church to church to church to church complaining that they are not getting fed or not growing spiritually and that and the, the reality is many times it boils down to this are you part of a small group at your church? And in this particular case, are you a part of Waltham Grace Group? So I'm going to make it my intention to ask each and every one of you on a regular basis, especially my millennials, are you part of Grace Groups? I don't want to hear about what other churches are doing. What are you doing? Some of us are coming to church with a consumer mentality. When God, called, when God called you to be fellow laborers, the land will take care of you, but you gotta also take care of the land. Bring solutions or be the solution for the things that you have issues with. This is gonna get, this is going to be accomplished being part of uh, grace groups because now you're gonna be connected. Now you're gonna fit in. Pastor Larry don't has, he doesn't have to call uh, people to be volunteers anymore. You're gonna wanna volunteer because you see yourself being plugged in. You see yourself fitting in. You see what you can bring to the table. You're not an outsider. You're not a consumer. You are a fellow laborer. Amen? With all the talents, Resources, gifts, etc. Waltham has no excuse to walk in immaturity. The teachings are good, so we so we know that the spiritual food is quality. Something is wrong with our digestive system if we are not progressing towards maturity. So grace groups will help us in one building towards unity, two growing growing in maturity, and then number three. This is the final one. Grace groups will help us to grow. In numbers. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. I only heard one amen on that one. I guess we, we ain't looking to grow in numbers. It's okay. It's all good. God is working on our hearts. <laughs> Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. It says that um, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Verse 43, everyone keep, kept feeling a sense of awe. Many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles and all the believers were together, unity 
and had all things in common, unity, and they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all, that's maturity, not selfish, maturity, to the extent that anyone, that, to the extent that anyone had need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, unity, and breaking bread from house to house, unity, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people, maturity, and guess, guess what? And the Lord was adding to their numbers day by day those who were being saved. The growth of the church is connected to the enablement of God and the unity of the believers who are connected to each other. If, if you look at the descriptions in the early part of, of, of chapter 2, um, early part of chapter 2, these were, Jews, these were Jews that were coming from different places. They were not all residents of Israel. They had different attitudes. They had different cultural perspectives. They had different social perspectives, and yet they gravitated towards oneness, and God blessed them by adding on to their numbers. They were, they were connected. This is what grace groups allows us to do. It allows us to connect with one another on a deeper level where we no longer look to each other based on those, that, those things that make us different, but on what we're able to share in commonality, which is Christ. And as a result, God favored them in numbers. What looked like a movement that started off with just 120 people with the help of the Holy Spirit has shaped the entire global landscape. The good thing about grace groups, especially as a result of technology in this current pandemic, is that you don't have to leave your home. You don't have to check off of work. All you have to do is simply click onto a link. Everything is virtual. Amen? Oh, that, that, that right there, it, it should, you should get the whole, the whole place jumping and shouting hallelujah. You know how tough it is to orchestrate meeting, uh, getting people to meet together because of location constraints or time constraints and different things that get in the way? In this particular case, all you have to do is click on a link and you are part of a grace group. Amen? Amen. The, the early church met day by day. We're not asking anyone to do that. We are asking that you dedicate at least one hour twice a month, at the very least, to be a part of grace groups. Why? Because it will help us to become more unified. It will help us in our maturity. It will help you in how you are able to relate to God and relate to your community. That's the whole purpose of grace groups. That is the whole purpose of grace groups. My hopes is that come next year, at, when we revisit this at the same time come next year, 2022, we will see a remarkable difference in our participation here at Waltham and our participation amongst each other as members, both as part of your grace group and as part of the body as a whole, that your uh, participation will accelerate. Why? Because we got this thing called grace groups working here at Waltham. Amen? So again, 
we are, we're, we're asking that you dedicate this time to be a part of this release because it will be beneficial. Grace groups will help us as a body meet our responsibility to the kingdom. So, um, I mean, I got a lot of great examples of grace groups that is working currently. My particular group, we meet once to twice a month. And I mean, the, the things that we talk about is deep. The connections are deep. We pray for each other. We, we connect with each other. Um, we, you know, any issues that we have going on in each other's lives, we're able, to, we're able to touch on it because we know each other. We're one. We're, we're also, you know, becoming more and more mature. So Grace Groups, we're going to make this thing happen. This is an exciting time, and I just want to see all of us hop on board. So at 12 p.m., 12 p.m. today, I want to see you at Lens Bistro. God bless. Have a wonderful, wonderful remainder of your afternoon, and I will see you again at 12 p.m. God bless. Take care. Amen.